Well, when we come back, we'll look back on the 10th anniversary of the Wisconsin uprising with one of the labor union activists who helped organize it. That was legendary folk musician Ann Feeney leading the crowd and singing Solidarity Forever at the Wisconsin State Capitol in February 2011. Feeney recently died from COVID complications at the age of 69. You're listening to the Independent News Hour on WBAI New York. I'm John Tarleton, editor-in-chief of the Independent New York City's progressive newspaper and website. Uh, before we continue with our third segment, I want to once again encourage everyone who can do so to give generously to WBAI. You can give by calling 516-620-3602 or going straight to give to WBAI.org. Once again, that number, 516-620-3602. WBAI is community radio, and it's the supporters of listeners like yourself that keeps us on the air from Brooklyn to the Bronx, from Jackson Heights to Crown Heights, from Houston Street to Hoboken to the Hudson Valley. It's listeners like you who keep this station going. Once again, the phone number is 516-620-3602. Please make those phones ring and do your part to help keep WBAI beaming its 50,000-watt signal across New York City and beyond. 
I will share that number one more time at the end of the show. But again, right now you could call 516-620-3602. And now for our final segment, we turn to Wisconsin, where 10 years ago this week, public sector labor unionists and their supporters took over the Wisconsin State Capitol building. They were protesting Republican Governor Scott Walker's push to strip Wisconsin public sector workers of their collective bargaining rights and rollback gains they had won over many decades. The protest garnered national attention and would later provide a model of 24-7 protest encampment uh, for Occupy Wall Street, which took off later that year. I covered the Wisconsin State Capitol takeover as a reporter sleeping over in the State Capitol building with the protesters. Joining us this evening to talk about the Wisconsin uprising and its significance a decade later is Peter Rickman. He was an officer in the grad student union at the University of Wisconsin, which played a key role in organizing the Capitol takeover. And these days, he's still very active in the labor movement. He's the president of the Milwaukee Area Hospitality and Service Workers Organization. Peter, thank you for joining us this evening. Oh, thanks for having me on, John. You bet. It's great to have you with us. Uh, so the takeover of the Wisconsin State Capitol seemed to erupt out of nowhere. But in fact, there was actually years of organizing that preceded the big moment. Uh, can you elaborate on that as well as what you believe was at stake in that battle? Yeah, it's a pretty uh, weighty question there to get things started. Uh, you know, when you mentioned this was Governor Walker's proposal to strip public sector workers of our bargaining rights and the voice and seat of the table that every working person ought to have with their boss, you know, it wasn't a Governor Walker proposal. <clears throat> this was a proposal by the Koch brothers and the rest of the 1% to attack unions and to break down the public sector, not just public sector unions, but the public sector, the role that government plays in building a democratic society. And that's actually the best way to answer your question, John, because the work that led into uh, a seemingly to the outside spontaneous uprising of 18 to 22 year old undergraduate students and 20 something overeducated grad students when it, when it came to a militant defense of, of worker rights didn't just happen out of nowhere. It's because for years on the University of Wisconsin campus, a number of us had been building, you know, what I think is best characterized by a term, uh, an anti-austerity front. We were engaged in an ideological struggle against the onset of neoliberalism and higher education and society more broadly. And we'd worked together building a student worker alliance from undergraduate students to graduate students and graduate student workers and blue collar workers and faculty and academic staff, um, struggling not only to defend what we had, but for a vision for what we thought higher education and the university system and the public sector ought to be. And that included things like fighting against the university administration's attempt to uh, unilaterally increase fees, not only making the campus less affordable for working class Wisconsinites to uh, find their way to a literal world-class education in our own state, uh, to uh, defending blue-collar workers' ability to ensure that they had retirement security and health care access um, right. through union jobs employed by the public sector instead of private contractors. So there had been a tremendous amount of work, John, that went into that anti-austerity front among students and workers on the campus for a couple of years. So when Governor Walker and the Koch brothers and the rest of the 1% and their political allies in the Republican Party put forward a proposal to strip public employees of our union rights – This was not some sort of stretch to get undergrads and grads to say we're going to engage in militant direct action to defend unions. Right. And 
when Yola initially went to the Capitol to protest on on February fourteenth, two thousand eleven, um, I, I think you had one thing in mind, but then it it quickly became this twenty four seven occupation that more and more groups uh, joined in in ways that y'all hadn't anticipated. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's an important point, John, that to to draw that out. Um, this student worker alliance that we had built, combating austerity and neoliberalism in the university system, had been building for months around uh, an action to kick off our fight to win equitable funding in the biennial state budget, and uh, we were kicking things off with a march and delivery of valentine saying i heart uw with apologies to our friends here from new york and the iconic i heart <laughs> we can NY. share we the logo. totally ripped you people off we love we love it um uh we, we were delivering these valentines that had these fun tropes in there like governor walker don't break my heart you know the university is the sure. leading part of a vibrant wisconsin blah 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 so we were going to deliver these valentines uh to the governor's office calling for equitable funding um and we had been building around this for months um and, you know, when, when Governor Walker, um, as the phrase goes, as he put it, uh, dropped the bomb proposing this uh, measure to strip public employees of our union rights, yeah, our, our steering committee, our core group of, of activists and leaders came together and had a discussion of, well, should we continue this action based upon funding the university system and the public sector, or should we shift our focus to defending the workers who comprise the university and the public sector. And it was a snap decision because we had built solidarity. We had built an ideological framework for people to understand. There is a clear line between combating austerity in the way that we fund our public services and defending union rights, whether it's amongst public sector workers or otherwise. So a bunch of 18 to 22 year olds and a bunch of overeducated grad students were very quickly coming together around the idea that our action on February 14th would be about defending public sector worker unions and our, uh, and, and, and our rights. Um, and that led to that first march. And it's also what led to uh, that thousands of people cramming into the Capitol and then engaging in even further militant action to start occupying the Capitol and, and kick off what was that historic occupation and, and struggle over labor rights. Right. And I mean, you, you had uh, the teacher unions, uh, the public school teacher unions uh, really uh, uh, kind of piled on with you all. And then, and then all sorts of other unions from across the state. It was, it was quite a, a sight to, to see when, when I got to the Capitol building there. Well, this uh, is an interesting week to look back 10 years on and try to refresh my memory with details and, you know, and preparing for some other conversations like this, John, I, I had occasion to look back and recall that, it was in the, the the days after grad students and undergrads and, and our public sector worker comrades marched on the Capitol that the Madison teachers uh, called for a, a, a essentially a, you know a, a strike uh, at the in the school system a sick out um, that then spurred others to do so and that created this cascading snowball effect of public sector workers engaging in what amounted to general strike-like activity, at least amongst public employees. Um, but I've always felt, and I, and I think this is a fair read on things, John, is that mm -hmm. when you look at that, what gave those first groupings of teachers the confidence to take that action is that they saw that there were these unlikely suspects 
undergrads and grad students uh, basically taking on this fight for public sector union rights head on and saying, no, we are not going to cooperate in these further attacks on the working class that we've been living with, whether we call it a defunding of our university system or privatizing education or assaults on union rights, we're not right. going to put up with that. So folks took that action and it gave others confidence. And then teachers taking action gave further groupings of public employees the confidence to engage in that sort of militant direct action that spawned and snowballed. And I think that's one of the key lessons here uh, 10 years on of, of how we can build, you know, a different and more just and equitable and decent world is that it does take action, leadership through action to bring and build the confidence that the rest of the working class can participate in something and truly affect what might be a transformation of their material conditions in their lives. Right. Now, for people who might be skeptical or, you know, even outright critical of what you all did, what would you say was the difference between the takeover of the Wisconsin State Capitol in 2011 and the recent uh, very violent January 6th insurrection on Capitol Hill uh, uh, that it, everybody uh, knows about now and, and, and some of the other uh, right-wing protests at state capitals last year, like in Michigan? What, what do you see as the, the difference? Um, I don't know if I could say there's any one difference, John. I think there are myriad differences that are probably worth exploring. And, um, you know, what the, the capital insurrection was just that. It was a violent insurrection seeking to overthrow the control of government. I mean, the, let's, let's not mince words here. That's entirely what was contemplated amongst the leading edge uh, of, of those involved in plotting that January 6th um, failure of a coup. Um, and, and that is distinguished from the capital occupation of 2011, where we were seeking to not only stop a particular policy, we weren't trying to seize the levers of government, although maybe some critics from the left would say we should have. But, you know, the truth is we were seeking to stop this further assault on a democratic society and the rights that every working person ought to have. And, and in fact, our, our tactical choices of uh, a march and then an occupation and an, an expanded occupation of a capital were, you know, put forward and, and taken on in an attempt to further and deepen democracy by engaging the whole of the people of Wisconsin in a debate about what sort of society we want to live in and what sort of policies we want to have around the around public services and around unions. Um, so our militant action was about expanding and deepening democracy and getting more people to participate and bringing some sunlight to the policies because we knew that the vast majority of people who punch a clock for a living and bring home a paycheck would stand with us and saying, we think unions are good and we want our government and our public services to deliver for working people. So we engaged in that sort of militant activity. On the other hand, the capital insurrectionists, uh, aside from the fact that they were armed and seeking to take over the government were absolutely and fundamentally anti-democratic. They don't want democratic processes. They didn't want an election to play out. They wanted mob rule to take hold. So, I mean, we could go from there on a whole number of other sure. things, including ideological differences, but just fundamentally, the uprising in Wisconsin was about democracy and a democratic society. And the capital insurrection was about a right-wing revanchist fascist takeover of our government. Right. Um, and I certainly remember you could walk into that Capitol building at any time and you could find, you know, musicians like Ann Feeney performing. There was an open mic when there wasn't music for people to say whatever they wanted to say. There were, uh, you know, kitchens set up to feed people, libraries at uh, sort of that uh, 
it, you know, it takes a village sort of uh, vibe that would later uh, emerge at Zuccotti Park as well. Um, so we just have like maybe uh, two, three more minutes here, and there's a lot more ground I want to cover. Uh, real quickly, could you say, would you say there was a, a, any sort of inspiration uh, for what happened in Wisconsin from what had happened in Egypt in Tahrir Square just a, a week or two earlier when millions of protesters uh, took over the the, the Tahrir Square and, and, and toppled a longtime dictator? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I got to affirm that for sure. I mean, you couldn't be anyone with a social conscience at the time, um, see that and not be inspired. I mean, these folks in Egypt were confronting a murderous dictator um, backed by the military uh, and, and their action put their very lives in danger and, and that of their loved ones. And I think for most of us who were involved in the sort of, you know, mobilization and, and, and direct action, um, in the February of 2011 uprising, we, we did that without those sort of risks. And, and I think the sentiment was, look, if Egyptians can occupy a square and overthrow an undemocratic government and a, and a violent, uh, uh, dictatorship, we can engage in this sort of militant direct action to win a more democratic government and, and a defense of our rights. So you, we, we were inspired, certainly. We were given a little bit of a playbook about some tactical maneuvers. And I think we had some steel in our spine from the sense that we are taking risks, but not nearly the kind of risks that those folks took on. And look, they were successful. And maybe we can be too. Right. And, and we have just one more minute here. Uh, can you say real describe real quickly what you think the long term impact of the uh, Wisconsin State Capitol takeover uh, was on on social movements in this country? And if you want to say a, a few words about what you're doing now uh, in Milwaukee with the hospitality and service workers, John, you you saved this most substantial and difficult question to the end. When we got a minute left here, buddy, was that a ploy to get me to come back? You know, the truth is, we have to view. Uh, the Wisconsin uprising of 2011 as uh, a point in a longer term continuum of the struggle against neoliberalism and the struggle to combat austerity and the assaults on working class people. And we have to view it as something that is a, uh, a step forward, not a loss, but a step forward, even if we weren't victorious at the time in that struggle to create a more just, equitable and democratic society. And I think the impacts on social movements from tactical innovations to the cadre that it shaped coming out of that, um, that story is not yet told even 10 years on. Uh, and I think it would be uh, quite presumptuous for me to, to try to answer that question thoroughly Fair in just a brief period of time. So I'm going to leave it at that and say that, you know, I continue along with many of other comrades from the 2011 uprising, including my uh, friend Max Love, who was uh, who I met during that period of time, who was my partner in crime, as it were, at the Service and Hospitality Workers Union. Uh, you know, many of us continue to fight for a just, equitable and democratic society rooted in the struggle of the working class to balance the power between the boss class and the rest of us. All right. Um, and I'm inspired by those who continue keeping the struggle going uh, around the country 10 years on and, and building on those shoulders that were uh, erected uh, well before us in the CIO movement and the civil rights movement and everything else in that sure. continuum. All righty. Peter Rickman, uh, uh, organizer in the Wisconsin State Capitol takeover 10 years ago and still very active in the labor movement today. Thank you so much for joining us this evening on WBAI.